Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Think About It podcast. We are Kurt and Sarah Corcoran, and we kind of just hit all kinds of topics on this podcast, life, relationships, advice, anything and everything in between. And today, our special guest is Brenda Putnam, a.k.a. my mom. (laughs) Welcome, mom. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. So today's going to be kind of a fun and different topic. I know um, Kurt and my mom are really excited about it because they're OCD people. And so, See, I don't like that term. Well, it's what you are, so... No. Doing a good job and putting things back where they're supposed to be is not OCD, yes. it's just doing a good job. Well, Kurt's a little OCD. <laughs> he doesn't deny it. Um, so anyway, yeah, so kind of the topic of the episode is just like the joy of having less. So, you know, what it means to have less, how to manage stuff better and, you know, what that means as far as like your spiritual walk, your spiritual health, your mental health, all of, kind of how all of that ties together. Um, so mom, when slash how did you start your like decluttering organizational journey? Cause she is much more educated on this topic than I am. So, so I was thinking about this other day and looking at old pictures and probably about, it was probably about 10 to 13 years ago, um, had four younger children who started bringing a lot more into the house, Uh, lots of toys, lots of keepsakes, important things of theirs. And plus on top of, you know, my husband's and mine, stay at home mom. And it got to the point where I could not manage things comfortably. Um, It was a constant, I didn't want to be the mom always saying, go clean up, go pick up your stuff. So I started, at that time, we didn't, I didn't know what a podcast was. YouTube, I didn't know. Um, So I just kind of started with my stuff. Um, What could I move away? What did I not want to dust? What did I not want to pick up every day? Um, So that's how I started with the decluttering part of it all. Right. Yeah. um, I just shove things in closets. (laughs) Yeah. So it's so funny because like we talk, we we joke about it. (laughs) Yeah. But like. Kurt, everyone's like, oh, Kurt's so clean and Kurt's so organized. But I'm like, yeah, but walk into his closet <laughs> because that's not organized. Sometimes. But And that's like one area that I'm like, I need all of my clothes to like have a spot and be there always. And he's like, yeah, I have this pile of stuff that's like, I've worn it, but it's not really dirty. And so I'm just going to leave it in this pile until I use it again. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense to me. Everybody has that pile somewhere. Yes. So... What are some of your like top tricks or tips or, you know, just kind of your starting advice for someone who wants to know more about having less? Well, I started, um, I heard, um, he's a well-known minimalist now named Joshua Becker. Mm -hmm. Um, I came across some of his books while I work in the library and I listened, read one of his articles and he said, do you realize the more stuff that you own that stuff owns you more. Mm. So like, do you want, when there's so much chaos in the world, there's so much noise, and when you come home, do you still feel that chaos? Do you still Mm. feel that busyness? Think about your favorite hotel room. Think about 
you always want to go to a spa. Is there a pile of dirty clothes in the laundry? Right. You know, in the corner, is there uh, stuff, toys all over the floor? No, it's very simple. It's very clean. So that's how um, I started kind of reading his books. So my tips would be, we always think, let's start in the closet. Right. Okay. Well, you could work for hours in your closet, and then someone comes into your house, like, man, I have decluttered all day. And they're looking around like, where? Where? (laughs) So my advice is start in your most visible spot where someone walks into your house, where are they going to see first? It might be your kitchen. It might be your entryway. It might be your living room. Start there. See your progress. Yeah. But then you're going to have to go back to that spot once in a while. Yeah. It's really a tidy home. You're constantly decluttered because there's stuff always coming into your house. Yeah, and we talk about, like, you know, like, especially around, like, holidays. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just naturally are going to have more stuff You're mm-hmm. if you're hosting. You know, there's, a, of course, like a natural accumulation of things. So, yeah, definitely like a learned journey rather mm-hmm. than like I'm going to clean my house once and it needs to stay this way forever like Correct. that's not practical. Correct. So, once you have decided that you're ready to sort stuff, where's a good place to start? And you kind of just hit this, so you yeah, said your most visible. Yeah, so you start in your most your most visible spot. Um, is that because it like helps you as well? Cuz I mean, you ta- you said like when somebody walks into your house, but also like when you walk into When your you house. walk into your home, when your family walks into your mm-hmm. home, you know, when you walk into your home, you want to be able to say, oh, I'm home or like, oh, I'm home. Look at all I have to do. If you start there, you're going to see your progress. You're going to get the mo- momentum of saying, wow, I love how this feels. Yeah. I love I don't have to clean this table off anymore yeah. or I don't have as much to clean off. Right. Okay, well, what's my next room going to be? Where else? Okay, maybe it's our living room. You know, think about stacks of magazines or newspapers really start with the trash yeah start with your trash and maybe there's stuff that don't belong there maybe you come home and there's tools laid in your table well that's not where they go so just put them where they go yeah and that's going to be just start of maybe it's not even getting rid of stuff at first maybe it's just rehoming stuff yeah but then it's just momentum like and then when you start doing that you'd be like like <laughs> today you're like yeah I found three nail clippers. Yeah, I, <laughs> because, like, so that's I, a weird thing in our house is nail clippers are I, everywhere. I literally said, Kurt is always like, where are your nail clippers? And I'm like, I literally have no idea. Like once I use them, they're gone forever. I, I found just resorted to biting my nails. <laughs> I found three pairs of them today. So I am like almost down to a month out of having this baby. And so like, I was like, I really, you know, obviously I'm in the nesting, but I'm like, I want my kitchen to be functional to where like, you know, obviously we'll be in the hospital, but Jude will still be here. That if somebody's coming into our house to watch our son, our kitchen makes sense to more than just me. Cause like, you know, it's easy for me to set up our home in a way that I'm like, yeah, I know where everything is generally. Like I could find it, but if no one else can, then like, it's not working, you know, that's not functional. So yeah, we yeah. spent the day organizing the kitchen, which was funny. And yeah, a lot of the stuff I was like, like I had a pile of like, this stuff doesn't go in the kitchen. It's just kind of like happen to end up there over time and that takes time to just training yourself because when you see yourself it's like i'm gonna lay on the table and think i'm gonna have to deal with also red later so i might as well just go ahead and put it away now 
So what would you say to sentimental people, sentimental people, mm-hmm. who, cinnamon people, cinnamon people who keep stuff because like somebody gave it to them or it reminds them of X, Y, Z. How do you deal with that kind of like hoarding almost? I would say don't start there. Yeah. Don't start um, at the hard stuff. Start with, um, there's people that I do follow on YouTube now that I listen to and they're like, don't start there. Yeah. Don't start with the hard stuff. So start with the very easy stuff that I don't like this stuff. And then what they say is you build up your your muscles, your yeah. decluttering muscles. And so when it comes to that, finally, and it might take a year or two, but when it comes to the sentimental stuff, then you're more aware of your house and your storage and you think, okay, is this thing going to really make me think of this person more physically in my home. Yeah. Because the people that leave stuff to you don't want to weigh you down with their stuff. Right. So you think about, what if I take a picture of it? What if I take a picture and write a note why this was important to me? Do I have to have the physical item? And does this, like, I can still remember that loved one Without a physical thing. Yeah. And then, but if you are sentimental, then keep yourself with like a keep box. Mm-hmm. Um, make things that you are special to you. But I'd say make it one and that's your container. Yeah. Whatever's most important, keep in there. Once it gets full, then you have to decide, okay, is this worth space in this container? Yeah. What else can go? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of everything. Yeah. But just keep what's most important to you. Yeah, and since you brought up containers, we we have talked about this, but you talk about like making the container the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I follow a lady named Dana K. White. I'm not going to admit that this is my brilliant idea. I just found <laughs> her last fall and was following her, and she has a five-step decluttering process. Um, I would categorize myself as a minimalist. She is not, so don't be scared to follow her. She is a naturally a messy person. And so decluttering and minimalism are different. Decluttering right. is getting rid of stuff you don't use. Mm-hmm. Minimalism is how can how I live with little the least? Stuff can yes. I have? Yes. How can I live with the least amount of stuff? And that's yeah. to the point where I have come to. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. But you start with the decluttering. And this is her step is the container concept. Even like your favorite topic, toys. <laughs> yeah, we have so many toys. Toys. <laughs> so when as your kids get better, make the toy box the bad guy. We have to remember you can keep anything. You can't keep everything. Right. So you teach them, you want to keep this truck? That's great. This is the truck or the box that we're going to put it in on the shelf. Mm-hmm. It's full. Okay, what what do you want to get rid of to make room for this truck? Oh, you don't love this as much as that one? Okay, well, we'll just pass it on. So it's never, no, you can't have this. Yes. But it makes them learn, oh, okay, I have to, let's pick my favorites. Because you're going to realize, even for us, like we said, the less we have, the easier it is to do stuff. 
the less kids have make them more creative. Yeah. It's actually really incredible for their brain. And like, you know, we're starting to see that with Judah, his independent play is obviously growing, but like, I mean, there are studies that show like the less that kids have to choose from, the more likely they are to play independently because they don't have that decision fatigue of like, I have 700 cars and 300 animals and blocks and sand and Play-Doh. It's like, I want to play with all of it, but I can't. And so I will play with none of it. Mm-hmm. Versus like, if you set Judah in our room with two cars and a dinosaur, he's up there talking to himself, pretending one of the cars is a doctor, you know, like his imagination can grow because his choice has been made type mm-hmm. of not. And I'm not saying like make the decision for your kids, but no. like you're saying, when they look at their toys and they think, oh, this is not overwhelming. Like yes. I see what I have. I like it and I can choose instead of there being like a pile of toys that they're like, I don't know where to start. And we can take that into us, into like our clothes closets. Mm-hmm. We can have so much that we say we have nothing to wear. Yeah, that's no, funny. we really, we, the study is that we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. Cause you think, what is your favorite? It's hanging in the front. Yeah. What's hanging in the back? We don't know. Yeah. So, you know, we say, it's just so hard to choose. No, we have too much to choose from. And that house, we get decision fatigue because we can't make it. How do we think kids are going to choose toys when we can't decide what to wear the next day? Yeah. I noticed that in Judah when we were at the doctor's office this past week when he just had those three, there was a basket of three toys and he had those three toys out and he was playing with them and those were like, he was enveloped in those three toys. Yeah, because that's what there was to play with, and he was good with that and loved it, and there wasn't, like, so many choices. Mm -hmm. Um, So we mentioned earlier that I spent the day, we went through my kitchen and, like, moved stuff around, and um, you kept telling me, put things in a place that makes sense. Like, don't put things where you think they should go or, you know, don't go out and buy all these specific containers to make it look pretty. Like, what makes sense to the function of your life? Um, Because you kept saying you can follow these perfect guidelines, but if it doesn't work for how you would naturally sort and look for things, then obviously it's not going to stay in place. So, So, yeah, so that um, Dana K. White slob come claim, her five-step is first Trash. Just look for trash. Every place has trash. Put things away where they go. And then then you start going, if I have this, where is the first place I would look for it? Okay, it might be this drawer. Well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the perfect home edit edition. If this is where you would look for this marker, then you put the marker in the drawer. Right. But if there's if that drawer is too full... What can I remove out of that to make this? So like you said, it doesn't have to be where I think, oh, everything has to go in the bathroom. My nail clippers, they have to go in the bathroom. No, they don't. If you would look in a kitchen drawer first, then you put them in the kitchen drawer. Because that's where you're going to instantly look for your thing and you're going to find them. Because have you ever ordered, organized your stuff and think... I can't find. I it. can't find it. I saw her. I, I can't said, find I them. Was like That's what my dad would say every time I would organize the shed. Yeah, I also <laughs> I say that every time Kurt puts stuff away. I'm like, I can't find this. Did no, you happen stuff. to clean up? And then I can tell you exactly where it is. Yeah, because it makes sense. It makes sense to where to he's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in a, in a shared space, that's when you need to work on it together. Okay. This is where I would look. Where would you look? Okay. Can we compromise and maybe look? 
here. Does this make, you know, yeah. so work together in a common area. I should have asked you this before we recorded, but do you have all the like um, different bugs, <laughs> like memorize? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but she'll explain it there. It's just different. Like, I guess like how you organize yes. different categories. Cause we were talking about how like she can tell what I am versus what Kurt is and how sometimes that can like butt heads or it can help you. So, okay. So there's three people I follow. Like I said, these are the ones I follow. These are not my ideas. Um, Dana K white, then the Dawn, the minimalist, minimalist mom. But again, that's extreme, but I really yeah. enjoy her. And then Cass from Clutterbug. She is the organizer. So there are four types of organization. And really, once I learned this, I could understand my husband's a lot better. I wasn't like yeah. frustrated. I'm like, okay. So first one, it really depends if you're a visual or a hidden organizer. And then if you're a macro or micro organizer. So that's very easy. So she put him into clutter, yeah, clutter bugs. bugs. So if you're a bee, you have to, you're a visual. You have to see stuff, but you're a very micro organizer. So very everything has a spot. Everything's what you would probably consider a perfectionist. So kind of like the open shelving kitchens that have like three cups. Four plates. But they have to be like, if you're going to maybe a pegboard, but okay. you have all your hammers have to be here. All your screwdrivers have to be here. But they have to, even like in the home, it's just very, very small categories, but they are visual people. If they are, if it's behind doors, they literally don't remember they have it. Interesting. And then you go to a butterfly which is your dad, and he wish I wish it was a more manlier. <laughs> maybe I said maybe it could be a moth. I don't yeah, know. It's a cool moth. So also a visual, but a macro, which means they can lump stuff together. Yeah. But yet it's a visual person. So when I and we have you, you have some siblings that have this too, and we think they love piles. Yeah. But. If I ask them for something, they know exactly what's in each of yes. those piles. Yeah. So they're visual, but a macro organizer. Yeah. Then we go to the hidden ones. We, we have figured out. Yeah. So there's a <laughs> team. What am yeah. I? We're ladybugs, lady which were hidden organizers, but the macro. So we like totes. We yeah. like baskets. We can throw all the sports balls into one basket but put in a closet, close the yeah, door. I don't want to see it. And we don't want to see it. Yeah. Then we go, I kind of sometimes have cricket tendencies, mm -hmm. but I, I thought I was a cricket, but I'm leaning more towards a ladybug. So again, they're hidden organizers, but they're micro to where like, if you have a filing system, I don't want to see it, but yet I have a file for my health papers. Your dad, I had a, I had a file for each of you kids and not, yeah. and not just one health. So right. I sometimes, so it's a micro, but yet still it's hidden. Yeah. So that helped me learn to think, oh, we don't organize right. the same. Instead it doesn't same. mean one's wrong, right. one's right. But when you have two different mm. bugs, you kind of have to lean towards the visual, which is really hard. Because for, they will forget about it. Because they will forget the about it. So they do find, I mean, he's not going to forget that we have a smoothie maker. Right. 
so I can hide that. <laughs> but there are some things when I hide it or put it away, what I think, yeah. he literally forgets it's gone it's, forever. It's gone. <laughs> so it's not the wrong, it's just different process. And it doesn't male, male or female, everybody can fall into any yeah. of those categories. Kurt, what would you say you are? I have no idea. It d- depends on the day. Yeah. I don't think you don't ever like stuff out though. I don't think you're a visual organizer. Would you say? Oh no, I want stuff put away. I, I want to see as, as less as possible. I really think we're the same because you're not like a cricket where I don't think you're ever like, I don't know. I don't think you're that like everything has to have a specific spot. Like we're good with like throwing toys in a tote and saying yeah. like, that's where toys are. Yeah. So we might be the same. Yeah. And that'd be good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so what, to kind of take a little biblical spin on this, because that's what we do here. Um, there are many verses that talk about God being a God of peace, not a God of chaos, that you should lay up treasures in heaven and not on earth. And so that's basically what this comes down to. Like, you know, we've mentioned it, but like having less things and keeping things more organized will help you if you're like an anxious person, if you're someone who is stressed and just feeling like overwhelmed by life. Well, you can't control all elements of your life, but you can control what comes into your home. You can control where you're putting stuff. You can control, you know, what kind of systems are you setting up for your family? Are you setting them up for a success to where if you, you know, put your kid in a room and say, okay, clean up your toys. And they're thinking, I don't know where toys go. Don't we just throw them in a pile? You know, are you allowing that God of peace to rule over your stuff? Or are you laying up treasures on earth and just thinking the more stuff I have, the better I will feel. And, and being good stewards of the money that the Lord has blessed us with. Yeah. You know, you think about like, oh, look at all the money I've spent. Well, you can't replace that. But yet in the future, you would think, oh, that's not such a deal. But yet I could give that to the Lord and let Him bless it too. Yeah. And that kind of helps you being a good steward for what He gives you. Yeah. Just because it's on sale doesn't mean you need to buy it. Correct. That's true. He's he's preaching that to me a little bit. <laughs> I love a good sale though. I really I which I mean because this has been this has been a long journey, but I would say the last couple, I mean literally just basically since I've had Judah, which you said that kids was your major thing and it is for has been for me too of like I don't need that. Like would I like it? Could I use it? Yeah, sure. Do I need it? No. And so I've gotten a lot better cuz I used to be I am. I'm a messy tendency person. I'm not uh, OCD or a clean freak, but I'm getting better. So when it comes down to it, you kind of just need to ask yourself: Why do you feel the need to hold on to stuff that you that isn't serving you, serving its purpose, um, or anything like that? Could it be used as something else? Could it be donated? Could it be repurposed? Or is it simply something that's giving you a false sense of security of like? I have this and it makes me feel good. And so I'm not getting rid of it. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, are you putting your treasure and your security in the things that you have and how much you can acquire or the quality of stuff that you can acquire? Or, you know, is your security in all of this stuff in the world is temporary. So yes, take care of it Mm -hmm. and be thankful for it and respectful of it. But like, you don't need to get stuff just to say, I have more stuff. My kids have all the toys they could ever ask for. Well, they don't need that, you know? Mm -hmm. If having less will allow you to be more present in their lives, that's what they will look back on and remember. Because you think about what Saturdays you remember your parents cleaning the garage for the third time that year or playing in the backyard with you because your car fits okay in the garage as it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's see. So, yeah, we touched on all of this a little bit. Um, obviously, I have found joy in having less. I would say you probably have too. You're Don't naturally better at it. Get rid of it all. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. He's like, yeah. If it was up to him, we would have like no decorations in the house. And I'm like, listen, yeah. I gotta have a little bit of something. <laughs> but seriously, if you ever, when we get, when you get older, and go to the stage of having to help someone clean out a house yeah. of a loved one, you go home and think, okay. Yeah, I don't want to leave this for my children. Yeah. I don't want to put that burden, you know, Dad and I don't want to put that burden on you kids saying, here's the stuff yeah, that you have luck. to deal with. Yeah, so that kind of helps you bring it back to like, just keep the important stuff yeah. and, and let the other stuff go for yeah. their sake too. Yeah. So hopefully some of you listening out there, maybe this is your motivation that you've been waiting. You know, summer is here. If you're not working or taking some time off, start somewhere in your home and just, you know, kind of evaluate how do you feel about your stuff? Does it hold too much value in your life? Should you be getting rid of more? Do systems need to be put into place? But yeah, so hopefully you've heard some useful tips. Start in a visual spot that will make you feel like I've accomplished something and my home is working better. So, and if you're not there yet, that's okay too. Keep praying about it and just, you know, make sure that your stuff has its right order in your spiritual life. Any other life advice, mom? <laughs> just enjoy the ride. Thank you again for coming on here. Thank you all for listening. We will see you in a couple weeks. Bye.